Yankees had him this year. Ellis, Munson, Klimkowski, Tepidino, Lytle. Uh, and now it starts. Those pitches that have been hanging those curveballs all spring and not maybe not giving 100% in spring training, they start bearing down now. And now you sort of separate the men from the boys. And uh, I think the Yankees have some great young players, but and now is when you find out. Well, I'm sure that uh, the youngsters are, going, are anxious to find out how they're going to do, but I've never seen such confidence in a Yankee team since uh, 1964, the last year the Yankees won the pennant. They are. They're, they're really up. Uh, you know, it's the first game of the season. They have 161 more after this, but they're really up. I, I was lucky enough to pitch 20 minutes of batting practice, and those fellas are really on edge. I know. They, they figure they got a good chance to win it all. Some of them are kind of mad because some of the writers picked them to finish third. They, well, they got a you know they got a tough job. That they got Baltimore, Boston, who they're playing today, Detroit. Uh, it's a tough league. They're in a tough division, really. And uh, I, I expect they're going to have a real good team this year. Well, I'm sure that the uh, fans are going to see some exciting baseball. And it's unusual for a team to bring five rookies, the fellas you named, north with them. And uh, today we're going to have uh, Johnny Ellis, who is uh, going to play first base. That was quite a surprise. It was, and I know John's a little nervous. His first opening day uh, with the Yankees, uh, Thurman Munson, his first opening day. So there's going to be a, a few nervous fellows down there for an inning or two. But uh, I think since 1951, Phil, I haven't seen so many good young players come with the Yankees. I remember in 51, Mantle, Gil McDougal, and Tom Morgan came up, and they all made it big with the Yankees. And uh, uh, this is the best crop of young players I've seen since then. Well, that's great news for the Yankee fans, I'm sure, but also for Ralph Houck, because this is one of the few years since 64 that Ralph will be able to maneuver. He can. He's got great pinch hitting. He's got fellows like Hanson and Ward. He can uh, pinch hit. Kurt Bleffrey, who can hit left-handers or right-handers. So he's got a lot to work with, and uh, I know Ralph's going to enjoy this season. All right, Whitey, and you hear the roar of the crowd as the Yankees take the field. And it is a beautiful day. So there he is, Mel Stottlemyre on the mound. But right now, Bob Shepard is making an announcement. And I'm sure you can hear it over the PA system. If you can't, Whitney Young Jr. will throw out the first ball. Throw out the first ball. So Mel is waiting, as you can see on the mound, until Mr. Young. There he goes. Pretty good off. Nice toss. And Thurman Munson brings it over to him. Customary, and he'll get that ball signed by all the Yankees before the day is over. Phil, one of the big worries Thurman Munson had in a dressing room before was he was afraid he was going to drop the ball that Mr. Young <laughs> threw out. But, Teddy, you've got no idea how nervous this moment can be. There is the Yankee lineup. Morris Clark, Thurman Munson, Roy White, Johnny Ellis, Danny Cater, Bobby Mercer, Kurt Bleffrey, Gene Michael, and Mel Stottlemyre. And there are a couple of surprises there. Jerry Kenny not starting, and Danny Cater starting at third base. And, of course, Johnny Ellis, as Whitey was saying, gets his big start. Everybody nervous. But I think being nervous makes you that much more aware and that much more of a good ball player, Whitey. You do, Phil. I think in baseball show business, you have to be a little nervous before that uh game or the show starts and uh, I think it's a good sign when a fellow like Johnny Ellis is a little nervous at Thurman Munson. I know Mel Stottlemyre has pitched the last three opening games and won them all and believe me he's got a few butterflies <laughs> out there. All right you can see the uh, the leadoff man Mike Andrews swinging the bat 
alongside home plate. And Andrews will lead it off. He's the second baseman. Followed by Reggie Smith in center field. Carl Yastrzemski in left. George Scott at first. Rico Petroselli the shortstop. Tony Canigliaro in right field. Louis Alvarado at third. Jerry Moses catching and Gary Peters pitching. And the fans are getting rid of their excitement and enthusiasm waiting for this first pitch by Mel Stottlemyre. And if it's a strike, you'll hear a big roar. He curved him on the first pitch. Very unusual, Phil. Uh, he usually just got throw that first pitch and try and get it over, and he usually will throw a fastball, but uh, Munson's thinking back there. Popped it up. Bobby Mercer will get the first chance of the 1970 season, and he puts it away. You know, there's a young man... Whitey Bobby Mercer, who has really improved, and I think Mickey Mantle had a lot to do with it. Mickey worked with him all spring uh, on his fielding, and uh, I think he helped him quite a bit. All right, so Bobby Mercer gets rid of the butterflies on the first play, and the batter is Reggie Smith. He had been hurt most of the spring, but a dangerous man. Ball one. It's good to see Mel keeping that ball low, Whitey. You can tell when he has good... Mel usually has his problems the first two innings, Phil. He, he'll, if he pitches high, he'll have a few a little problem in the beginning of the game, but then he gets that ball down low. That's when he's pitching good. All right, there's ball two. Reggie Smith, switch hitter. Bobby Mercer might get a second shot. He stopped, clock stopped, and Mercer makes the catch. And there was a little bit of confusion. Horace Clark had started back. Bobby Mercer stopped when he saw clock stop. He had to come on. So let's try and Mercer out in a hurry. And you hear the roar as we watch Mercer go back. Call Yastrzemski coming up. on ball game just underway. And don't forget this game started at 3 o'clock. Ball one. Actually, the Yankee pitchers had pretty good luck against Carl Yastrzemski last year, Phil. They hit four home runs, but he only knocked seven runs in against the Yankees and hit 265. Uh, you can hold a hitter like Yastrzemski to that. You're doing a good job, and that was a good strike by Stottlemyre. A little off-speed pitch. Fans can still get out here. This ball game has just started. Low two and one. His ball is really moving, Whitey. He's got a good breaking ball today, Phil. And it nicked the corner. Yastrzemski was not too happy with that. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. A bouncer. Kata can't get it. Michael gets it. The throw, not in time. An infield single for Carl Yastrzemski. Mm, the 
Krupski went down that line in good shape. Johnny Ellis, number 23, holding him on. It's a good feeling to get a hit your first time up. It is, Phil, and uh, Stemski looked like he was trying to go through the box. Uh, Saddlemeyer's awful tough to pull for left-handers. Uh, if they're going to go after that sinker low and away uh, and try and pull it, uh, they're going to have a tough job hitting him. All right, here's George Scott, who's had an outstanding spring. The runner's going. Munson throws off balance into center field. And Yastrzemski will go to third base. That was a tough play for Thurman Munson. The pitch almost hit George Scott. Yastrzemski goes to third. That'll be a stolen base and an error on the throw. And that is not a true indication. Uh, Bill, uh, actually... Uh, Yastrzemski stole a base on Saddlemeyer. Mel let him get an awful big jump at first base, and uh, there was nothing Munson could do. The pitch was inside, almost hit Scott, and uh, he didn't have much of a chance to throw down to second base. All right, Whitey, good view of that play. One ball, no strikes. That'll be a stolen base for Yastrzemski, an error on the throw. Two out, no score, top of the first. Oh, good play by Munson! Man, that should have been a wild pitch. Now, that was an example of what Munson has picked up over the winter, Whitey. He was a little weak on low pitches last year. Well, he's got some pretty good coaches here with uh, Elston Howard and Jim Hegan, uh, two of the best, and uh, I'm sure they've worked on it with him a lot in spring training. on not worrying about catching those type of balls, just knocking them down somewhere around home plate. You saw Johnny Ellis come into the picture to talk with Stottlemyre. Two balls, no strikes. Yastrzemski was about halfway down the line. That ball had bounced a little away from Munson. He'd have scored. There's Yaz. Low again and blocked by Munson. 3-0. and Phil, speaking about wild pitches and low pitches, uh, the last time the Red Sox were the opponents in opening day in Yankee Stadium, I was the pitcher, and it was 1964, and I lost the ball game in the 11th inning on a wild pitch. Oh! So, uh, maybe <laughs> you remember those my, things. Yes, you do. 3-0 on Scott. Ball four. So that's, George, that's what you call a semi-intentional walk. Uh, Scott is probably the best hitter right now. He, he's had the best spring hitting, and uh, maybe he'd, uh, Mel would rather pitch to Petroselli. Not that Petroselli isn't a good hitter, but he figures Scott is their hot hitter right now. That's right. Petroselli would be more dangerous up in Fenway Park. He had a great year up there. But here at the big stadium... Mel figures he can get Rico out a little easier. Two out, two on. Good pitch, strike one. Rico had an exceptionally fine year last year. Had a 297, 40 homers, and 97 runs batted in. It up, Thurman Munson throws the mask away, and Danny Cater. Did you see Stottlemyre quarterback that Whitey? He done the right thing, Bill. He got right over there so they could both hear him, and he just kept kept hollering, Cater, 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 and he, he done a real good job. All right, for the Red Sox, no runs to hit. There was an error, two men left at the end of one half inning. The Red Sox, nothing. The Yankees coming to bat. By the way, this an infant, seven pounds six ounces of promise. Maybe even a future president of his nation. Or will he be a school dropout? Be emotionally disturbed? Live in an unhappy marriage? 
Will he find himself and his family trapped by poverty? Will he be an absentee problem for his employer and himself? The answers depend more than anything else on family love and care. The family, more than any other human institution, shapes the personality and character of each of us. Member agencies of the Family Service Association of America bring strength to families under stress. A federation of over 340 marriage and family counseling agencies, an essential part of your community, supported the United Way. Had much luck against the opposing teams. Gary Peters has lost six straight to the Yankees. Mel Stadelmeyer is one and three against the Red Sox last season. But uh, I think Gary Peters has had trouble with his hip or his knee or something the last few years. But I don't think he gave up an earned run all spring. So he, he might be a different pitcher than the Yankees have seen the last two seasons. Uh, we'll wait and see. There's the Red Sox lineup. Mike Andrews, Reggie Smith, Carl Yastrzemski, George Scott, Rico Petroselli, Tony Canigliaro, Louis Alvarado, Jerry Moses, and Gary Peters. And Horace Clark leads it off. to keep that ball down too, anyway. Both pitchers today, Phil, they have to keep the ball low to be effective. If they pitch up, well, that's, that's when they're going to have their troubles. That breaking pitch over, one and one. Harris with that left foot well in front of the plate. Hard ground, a base hit for Harris Clark. Up with the ball, Yastrzemski, and he gets it in in a hurry. Alvarado is playing way in on Horace Clark, and Horace hit it by him. Well, Clark, who led the Yankees in base hits last year, starts right off, and here's Thurman Munson, who's had a great spring. It's unusual to see a catcher hitting in a second spot, Phil, but Munson can go to right field real good, hit and run. He's got good speed for a catcher, so uh, uh, it's an advantage for manager House to be able to have somebody like that hitting second. All right, we'll see what happens. Clark, an exceptionally fine base runner at first. A butt, it's a beauty! They got him, but I tell you, Peters had to make a great play to get him. Clark's his second. He bounced off that mound real well, Phil, and you notice as he grabbed the ball, he was in position. He had turned his body to throw to first base, and he made a real fine throw to Scott. He did not waste that fraction of a second. So that's a sacrifice for Thurman Munson. Clock is at second. And the batter, Roy White. One out, no score, bottom of the first. Ball one. Plate umpire, Jim Hunterchick. Jerry Moses. Another fine young ball player catching for the Red Sox. Peters. Red Sox needed pitches and they got a good one. Outside, two months.
goes Clark. The ball is bounced to third. Nice play by Alvarado on a short hop, but Clark was at third base. So it's two away. Harris had himself a good jump, but Roy White liked that pitch, decided to swing, and Dick Hauser talking on. And listen to the hand for young Johnny Ellis batting in the cleanup spot. As what he told you, his first starting assignment. Opening day assignment in the big league. One thing, he doesn't get cheated with his swing. First, two men out. Ball game just underway. Low inside, ball two. Quick shot o'clock at third. He's thrown them three straight curveballs. You think they uh, might have picked up somebody or what? Phil, John Ellis is 21 years old, and that's the first thing you do. You throw them young uh, hitters a lot of curveballs until they prove to you that they can hit it. All right. There it is again. It's fouled back out of play. He has not thrown him the fastball yet or the sinker. If this was spring training, you believe me, Gary Peters wouldn't have thrown him four straight curveballs, but the season is underway now, and uh, you pitch these young hitters as tough as you can. Everything counts right now. Ellis is 6'2", 220 pounds, from New London, Connecticut. Strike three, threw him five straight curveballs. For the Yankees, no runs, a base hit, no errors, a man left at the end of one full inning. It's the Red Sox, nothing, and the Yankees, nothing. This is inflation, everything blown up out of proportion. This is deflation, everything back in its proper perspective. Armory Garage is 27 Plymouths, priced under $29.89, bringing car costs back down to where they belong. Valiant Dusters as low as $21.72. Nobody does it like Armory does it, an unbeatable combination. Buy, sign, and pay at Armory. Come to Armory Garage, central at Colvin, Albany. That's where you'll find 27 Plymouths, priced under $29.89. That's deflation. Old-fashioned fried chicken in the making. But where's all the mess? Forget it. I've found the secret of really great fried chicken without all the fuss. Weaver's. Weaver's batter-dipped fried chicken. Put it in the oven, and there you go. Delicious fried chicken. Today's most exciting cooking news. Weaver's frozen batter-dipped thighs and drumsticks, breasts, and party pack wing sections. In the frozen meat section of your favorite store, Weaver's. Against the Red Sox. No score in the ball game, and he'll be facing Tony Canigliaro. Number 25, Tony C. 6'3, 205 pounds. Tony last year came back when nobody thought he would except himself. Batted 255 with 20 homers and 82 runs batted in. What a comeback. Ball one. 
a base hit for Canigliaro, dropping into right field. And Kurt Fluffery comes up with the ball, and you can see Tony is happy about the uh, hit. He's rubbing his fingers, too, Phil. He hit that on a fist, and it stings a little today if you don't hit that ball just right. You know, how about the pitcher, Whitey? Is this a tough thing? I know you can get loose, but can you stay loose? Yes, the pitcher, if, the, if, you, if you don't go in the dugout and have a, the other pitcher have a long inning, and you, it's a quick game, you can stay loose, Phil. Uh, uh, I think the pitcher has more of an advantage in this kind of weather than the, the hitter does. Here's Louis Alvarado. This young man has broken into the regular lineup and moved George Scott from third to first. Nobody out. Ball one. One advantage the pitchers have right now, Phil, they won't have it in another inning or two, is they're throwing out of the sun and across that shadow, and it makes it a little tougher for the hitters to see the ball. But once that the shadow gets over the pitcher's mound, it'll be a little easier to hit. Bounce to the third. Cater goes to Clark. They get one. Not quite in time. Cater's throw a little bit high to Horace, but they get the force play at second base. That's the man you want to get. One away, Alvarado on first. Alvarado's only 5'8", 170 from Puerto Rico. And now Jerry Moses. One man out. Moses, 6'3", 210 pounds. From Yazoo City, Mississippi. Alvarado back. I think Mel's going to be a little more careful now when a man does get on first. I guess Alvarado can run pretty good and... Uh, He's not going to give him quite the lead that he uh, did in the first inning. Line drive, base hit to left field. Alvarado's going to try for third. The throw is going to be cut off. They might have him at second. They got him in a rundown. Clark tags him in the runner, holds that third. Beautiful defensive play by Roy White, Dean Michael, Horace Clark. And Alvarado had taken his eye off the play, and he's a little upset. He got the third all right, but Gene Michael made the cutoff and threw the clock, so that's a single to left. Actually, Phil, Roy White made, I thought, a bad play. He shouldn't have thrown a third base. He didn't have a chance of getting the runner, but uh, Gene Michaels was out far enough on the outfield grass to be able to cut it off, and he, he turned right around and threw it right to uh, Horace Clark, but uh, a fast runner like Alvarado, he's going to go from first to third on that kind of base hit. No doubt about it, Whitey, and sometimes those uh, mistakes turn into good plays for you, which that's it. Had he not hit the cutoff man, though, the Red Sox would have had men at second and third. Here's Gary Peters, not a bad hitting pitcher. And he lines one to right field. Fluffery can't get it. It bounces into the dugout for a ground rule double. So Gary Peters, which no sooner said he's not a bad hitting pitcher, bounces one in the bullpen, and there's the first run. Well, he is probably the best hitting pitcher in baseball today, and uh, he'll be used quite a bit as a pinch hitter. Uh, I know manager Eddie Casco knows about it. He was used uh, with the White Sox as a pinch hitter. In fact, I think he hit a grand slam homer last year or the year before off of Al Downey against the Yankees. Right. Well, that was a tough break for the Yankees. They thought they were out of it, and I guess Fleffery held them a little cheap right there. But here is Mike Andrews slide to center field his first time up. One to nothing, the Red Sox lead. Hit his bat, trying to get out of the way, strike one. Well, I would have to say the Yankees got to consider themselves a little fortunate here with three hits in the inning and uh, only one run in and two men out. 
Oh, if Melton get out of this inning with just the one run, it won't be too bad. Inside, one on one. Strike two, one ball, two strikes. Mel has a, a good breaking ball today, Phil. He's, he's a little wild with his fastball. Maybe it's, a mo it's moving a little too much, uh, but uh, he'll settle down. And like I said before, he has his problems in the first uh, couple of innings. That's Gary Peters leading off second base with two outs. Red Sox leading one nothing. Bouncing ball is short. Gene Michael to Johnny Ellis in time. But the Red Sox pick up a run. There were three hits, no errors, a man left, and at the end of an inning and a half, Boston won, New York nothing, and we pause for station. Cold. Ice cold. Isn't that how you like to drink your beer? Then your beer should be Ballantine. Ballantine takes an extra step. We call it cold brewing. Cold Brewed Valentine, our special way of giving you a beer that tastes great, ice cold. Hey, get your cold beer, get your cold brewed Valentine beer. Taste the beer that's crisp and nice and really light. The cold brew taste that's especially right. Cross your life, crystal crisp, the crisp, crystal crisp, crystal Something extra from Pete Ballantyne and Sons, the brewers behind the three ring sign since 1840. The Washington Senator. And of course, the biggest of all Yankee promotional days, Saturday, August 8th, Old Timers Day. Another reminder about this coming Sunday. When uh, Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio will be honored, plaques will be hung in the center field wall for Mickey and Joe between games of the doubleheader with the Cleveland Indians. So you get a bargain bill doubleheader and you see two of the greatest Yankees of all time, Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio. Well, the Yankees trail by one run here in the bottom of the second. It'll be Danny Cater, Bobby Mercer, and Kurt Bluffray to face Gary Peters. Danny Cato, who has just had a sensational spring. He says he loves to play in Yankee Stadium. Bouncer to Petroselli. Well, looks like Rico's got that strong arm back again. On away. He had trouble last year throwing. Bobby Mercer, the batter. Well, these things work in reverse sometimes. Bobby did not have a good spring at all. Get started here, the one it counts. Strike one. Peter's really using the breaking stuff here. Lower that curve, one on one.
two and one. Looks like he tried to set him up for that one, Whitey, with those two curves. Hey, Judd, uh, Phil, I talked to Bobby before the game, after batting practice, and he's a little worried about it, the way he has been hitting. He don't know what he's doing wrong, and I said, look, it happens a hundred times to every ball. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> yes. Wow, well, that could snap him right out of it. Now he's fine. I said, I said Bobby, players in a career go through a, a hundred times at least they have slumps. They said, don't worry about it. Go out there and get a couple of base hits today and you'll be fine. <laughs> and he hit that right on the butt off a left-hand pitcher. Kurt Fleffrey will be the batter. With one man out, wearing uniform number 13, Kurt had a good spring. Lines won, but right at Petroselli. And Bobby Mercer was on the ball and got back. So it's two outs. Red Sox leading 1-0. In the bottom of the second of the battle will be Gene Michael. If you're going to try and steal on Gary Peters, Phil, you have to almost guess that he's going to throw to the plate because he sort of hangs that leg up there. And as you know, Mercer was going back to first base when that ball was hit. So maybe it's a good thing he was, or he might have been uh, doubled off first. Foul back on the screen, strike one. Bobby Mercer at first base, two men out. Yankees have two. And Michael making Peters wait just a little bit. Outside ball two, two months. Since last year, I've been a running team. They love to run those bases. 
two and two. Mel just did hold off. Bobby Mercer at third. That's Louis Alvarado, and he's quite wide of third base there. Little bit high, three and two. So, G. Michael will be off and running with the pitch. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. backing up, backing up and right by the warning track makes the catch go for the Yankees, there were no runs two hits, no errors, two men left at the end of two full innings, Red Sox one Yankees nothing Raymond Burr is Ironside a wheelchair detective who expects no pity and Grant's not why didn't you tell me about the threat he didn't want Robert Ironside to know because he didn't want the police to know well, if that's true, then he has lost all of them up. On the contrary, leads to another conclusion. Let me remind you of something, young lady. We're dealing with an individual who, if threatened, will strike back. Yastrzemski deep to the warning track out left field. Ready for the third inning. Red Sox leading 1-0. So far, we have seven hits in the ball game. Reggie Smith slide to center field his first time up. will lead it off. Two balls and one strike. 
Which he had for him an off year, about a 255, but he had 40 homers and 111 runs about it. was positioned perfectly for that, but it was hit so hard it bounced right out of the pocket of the glove. That'll be a base hit. So your Skunkies now two for two. George Scott, who walked his first time up. Red Sox lead one nothing, top of the third. scooped out by Ellis. Skunky, as we told you so last time, had ideas that time. He's back again. They sit the left field. He hit a low curveball. Gets the ball in in a hurry, as holds his second. At first base, George Scott. That's base hit number six for the Red Sox. And it's just the third inning. Runners at first and second. That's John Leonard, the coach at first base, we've got to look at. Here's Petroselli, who uh, popped up to Danny Cater in the first inning. One out. trying to go to right field. Harris Clark is moving over trying to hold Yastrzemski close. And Rico tried to hit one between Clark and Ellis. Harris wants to hold him close. giving a couple of signs to Saddlemeyer. Yastrzemski's a pretty uh, smart ball player down there at second. And if there's any way he can help Petroselli uh, letting him know what's coming, he'd, he'd do it. So they have to do a, a lot of fooling around back there behind the plate. Foul coming back out of play. One ball, two strikes. Yastrzemski at second base. At first base, George Scott. He wheeled around but didn't throw. That's the one base, Phil. Uh, you don't have to throw to. You can wheel around and throw to second. Uh, you don't have to throw the ball. Well, there's Yankee country out there. Ron Klimkowski is loosening up in the Yankee bullpen. Just get word, and William Mellison touched up for a six-base hit, but only one run. There's another base hit past Danny Cater. That'll score a run. And Scott is going to be held at third base. That'll be a double for Petroselli. The Red Sox now lead two to nothing. Got it. 
third base with Eddie Papowski. And Rico Petroselli at second base. Three consecutive base hits in the batter now, Tony Canigliaro, who's single to right field his first time up. In a situation like this, the manager and a catcher usually have a sign, and a uh, manager helps sometimes to give Ron Kumkowski time to warm up. They'll tell Munson to go out and talk to Stottlemyre. Uh, I'm not making excuses for Mel, but he only had a chance to pitch 19 innings in spring training, and uh, it could be bothering that, that little bit of work he had down in Florida. Well, they're going to put Canigliaro on and load him up. It'll be an intentional walk to Tony Canigliaro. That's ball two. And three. So Tony is on, and the bases are full of Red Sox. Canigliaro down to first base. And now Louis Alvarado, who bounced to third base his first time up. Bases loaded, 2 nothing. the Red Sox leading here, top of the third. and that it wasn't hit just a little higher. Two more runs would have been in his. Jerry Moses, who's single to left field, his first time up. before with one out. Saddlemeyer was pitching from his set position. Full wind up now. Munson flashing the signs. He got him to pop it up. And Bobby Mercer digging. Makes the catch. So the Yankees were fortunate to get out of that inning. Just one run. On three base hits, there were no errors, and three men left. And at the end of two and a half, Red Sox two, Yankees nothing. Book, book title. Book title. Two, two words. First word. For, for first syllable. First syllable. Fly bird. Fly bird. Freak. 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 Foundation, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. You won't be sorry.
Atlanta at San Diego tonight. It's Philadelphia 2, Chicago nothing playing the ninth inning. Regan against Short. Cincinnati at L.A. tonight. Houston at San Francisco, not underway. Cincinnati won their opening game yesterday. As did the Detroit Tigers. So here it's Red Sox 2, Yankees nothing. Bottom of the third and the top of the order for the Yankees. Clark, who's single, leading off in the first inning for New York, is up there. Check swing foul. That'll be back in the seats out of play. television camera or something and the umpire just went down George Maloney down at uh, the left field line it was not a television camera it's somebody in the stands taking pictures there's a strike nothing in two Peters on the mound. And another base hit for Horace Clark. It looked like that curveball was right in on his hands, and he lines it to right field. Oh, Horace, two for two. Base hit number four for the Yankees. Thurman Munson, who sacrificed his first time up. Oh, he's smoothing out the batter's box. was hit on the left elbow down in Houston in batting practice. Quick throw to first, clock back. Peters didn't set to it first, Bill, that time. What he done, he took his left foot and just stepped back off the rubber, and then you can throw to first base any way you want. That could confuse a lot of the viewers. Munson, slightly open stance. Little high, ball one. Red Sox leading two to nothing, bottom of the third. Opening day, the Yankees and the Red Sox. Oh. One on one. One thing manager Hauk likes to do is get out in front if possible. I, all managers like to do that, but he likes to hold, you know, keep that game close or maybe get a, a run early in the game. Then he can fool around a lot. He can hit and run, steal, uh, bunt. Uh, you get two, round, two runs behind like this, uh, you can't bunt, it's tough to hit and run, you don't like uh, to have them stealing too much, uh, it turns the game around quite a bit. Got to be a little conservative. Way high with the curve, two and one. Nobody out here in the bottom of the third. Three and one. Oh, Munson looking down at Dick Houses. See what happens here. 
Could be the spot. Peters thought that they might have the hit and run on, but Clark is back. Another quick throw over him. Man, that was right on the money. Look at that. And Scott says, how can he be safe when I got the glove between his foot and the bag? <laughs> he tried to just gently lift it off. But Scott is an outstanding fielder for a big man. Runner's going to have to be alert. That move right he was talking about. He moves that foot off the mound so quickly and then throws. Three and one the count. Outside, ball four. First walk given up by Gary Peters. That's the case there. I think maybe Gary Peters was too worried about Horace Clark. And, and you shouldn't. When you're two runs ahead, you don't worry about a man on first base. You concentrate on getting that ball over to the hitter. Well, Horace Clark, there he is. That's what he does. He upsets a lot of pitches. He's at second base. And Thurman Munson over at first base. Nobody out. Red Sox lead 2-0, bottom of the third. Roy White bounced the third his first time up. On the outside corner, strike one. out of play. Roy tried to go to right field that time. Nothing in two. Now Roy White's job is to move those runners along if he doesn't get a base hit. Try to keep from striking out. All out of play. Nobody out. He struck him out. A big strikeout for Gary Peters. That's his second strikeout of the ball game, and it brings up Johnny Ellis, who was called out on strikes his first time up. Well, Philly got five curveballs in a row last time. I'm anxious to see how Gary Peters is going to pitch John Ellis this time. Make it six in a row, and he fouled that back on the screen. Well, we got a final score. The Phillies shut out the Cubs. Two to nothing. Short the winner, and Ferguson Jenkins the loser. Chris Short has to be happy, Phil. He was out all last year. Mm -hmm. He had an operation on his back, and uh, to break in opening day with a shutout. So I know he must feel real good. Bouncing ball is short. Petroselli to Andrews. No chance for the double play. They get the fourth play. Clark goes to third base. Munson got down at second base real uh, real fast, Phil, and uh, he, uh, he got into Andrews pretty good, and uh, Andrews couldn't get too much on his throw to first base. True, and again, uh, we didn't overlook it. He threw Ellis another curveball, so he's throwing him nothing but curveballs, and here's Danny Cater. Bounced the short his first time up. Two out, two on, two nothing, the Red Sox lead. High fly, shallow left field, Yastrzemski calling for it. He's got it, so the Yankee threat goes by the boards. 
No runs, a base hit, no errors, two men left. At the end of three full innings, it's the Red Sox two, the Yankees nothing. Now, the idea is to simplify things, Bob. What we want to do is really make it simple for people to get a personal loan at the bank. I think it's pretty simple now. now. The customer comes into the bank, he fills out the application, and he gets his money, usually the same day. Well, he has to fill out the application. Supposing we mail him the application. Yeah, I like that kind of thinking. Then all the customer has to do is give us a phone call. A phone call? You know, I like your thinking. You're really getting the swing with it, you know that? I wish I could think that way. My mind just doesn't work so Traditionally, on the Sabbath, Jewish men have paid tribute to their wives and have extolled their virtues with these words. A woman of valor who can find, for her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done valiantly, but thou excellest them all. He gets set here for the top of the fourth inning. And that man, Gary Peters, will lead it off. And he hit a booming double. One bounce into the Yankee bullpen in the second inning to drive in the first run of the ball game. And as we told you, he is considered one of the top hitting pitchers in baseball. So you can't hold him cheap. And this is a spring training record you see there. Gary Peters won four, lost none. The averages you've seen flashed across the screen are spring training records. So Peter's about ready, and here's a man who's always ready. And he will be in just a moment. The big man himself, Frank Messer. Frank? Right, you are, Phil Rizzuto. Thank you very much, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Gary Peters had the big hit for the Boston Red Sox, his first time up. Bounce one into the Yankee bullpen for a double. Gene Michael is short. Smooth, easy throw, and Peters is out. One down. Well, isn't it great to be sitting back here at Yankee Stadium again watching Yankee baseball? If you couldn't be with us today, we certainly hope you'll make it out here Thursday afternoon to see the second game of the season. Mike Andrews has flied to center. And grounded out to shortstop Gene Michael. Ball one. You see the Yankees' left-hand hitters in action Thursday because Ray Culp is scheduled to pitch for Boston. Two balls, no strikes. allowed seven base hits. Given up two walks, one intentional. And there is base on balls number three. Andrews at first base. You'll see John Ellis come in to hold the inside corner. Reggie Smith, the batter has flied to center and grounded out to Michael at short.
It's a sinker, but down low. Red Sox leading two to nothing here in the top of inning number four. Mike Andrews at first. That's a fair ball in play. Out at second base. Ellis with the throw, or rather uh, Munson with the throw to Gene Michael covering second. Munson can get out there in front of the plate, scoop that ball up and get rid of it as fast as anybody. And now Yaz. Carl is two for two. Had an infield hit his first time up. Then hit a line drive that was knocked down by Gene Michael, the shortstop, for his second hit. Yaz has scored one of the two Boston runs. One final score in the National League. The Phillies shut out the Cubs two to nothing. Ball on a strike to Yastrzemski. has pitched and won the last three season opening games for the Yankees. Right now, though, he is trailing two to nothing. Well hit right center. Good play by Bobby Mercer. Mercer got quite a jump on that ball. Moving well to his left. Took what looked like an extra base hit away from Yastrzemski. No run, no hit, no errors, and a man left. At the end of three and a half innings of play, the score is... Anything I can do? I gotta talk to him. But I gotta get to him so I can talk to him. Thursday, we will not be on TV with Thursday's game. 
Whether you live here in the uh, New York City area or around New England somewhere and want to see the Yankees and the Red Sox, we'll welcome you Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Here's Bobby Mercer. He had a big base hit his first time up. Strike one to him. We say a big base hit. I'm sure that hit meant a lot to Mercer. He didn't have a real good spring training with the bat. And here he is opening day against a tough left-hander. And he pulled a solid single to right. I'd have to think it would do quite a bit for Bobby's confidence. The count now is one and one. Went for a bad pitch that time. A ball and two strikes. Gary Peters, prime pitcher for the Chicago White Sox, had arm trouble in 1968, but seems to have recovered completely. Count evens two and two. Mel Stottlemyre's lifetime record against the Red Sox, 11 and eight. Number three for Gary Peters. Peters has lost six games in a row to the Yankees, trying to break a personal losing streak this afternoon. Kurt Bluffery lined out to the shortstop Petroselli his first time up. Strike one. Lepre has quite a personal rooting section here today. 40 or 50 relatives and friends here in the ballpark. Popped it up. Right side. Andrews, the second baseman. Go away. Averages you see as the 217 under Gene Michael's name are the spring training exhibition game batting averages for the Yankee players. Strike one. Back in the second inning with Mercer at first, Ralph House put on the hit and run, and Michael hit behind Mercer into right field, a single. Check swing. One ball, one strike. We're so happy that Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle will both be here Sunday for the plaque dedications between games of the Cleveland Twin Bills. Foul ball rocked off the third base side. Joe D. informed us today that he definitely would be here. Mickey, of course, had already accepted the invitation. Striking out. No. Foul tip, but it's held by Moses. Four strikeouts now for Gary Peters. The Yankees go three up, three down. Nothing across. And at the end of four innings of play, it's Boston two and the Yankees nothing. The National Guard is a military organization all the way. Guardsmen are experts in the use of modern military weapons and strategy and play an important role in our nation's defense system. Called to active duty during the Berlin crisis and Vietnam conflict, the Guard has proved its military mettle, but good. 
But little Susan Froelich doesn't know a thing about the military capability of the National Guard. All Susie knows about the Guard are the men who searched for her and found her. But this, too, is the mission of the Guard. Everything from backing up our military commitments around the world to rescuing a lost child from a forest here at home. The National Guard. Where would our country or Susie be without it? Sotomayor will try to hold the Red Sox now and hope the Yankees can play catch-up baseball behind him. George Scott is set to lead things off here in the top of the fifth. Scott has walked and singled. Cleveland holding on to a 2-1 lead over Baltimore at the end of five. California Angels ripping the Milwaukee Brewers 8-0 now at the end of four innings. Minnesota over the White Sox 6-0 at the end of six. and Kansas City tied one-to-one at the end of one. That's going to be tough to catch. And he gets by Bluffery for extra bases. Scott may go for three. He's on his way to third. Watch the play. Safe at third base. Triple for George Scott. Coach Eddie Popowski checks in with Scott at third. The umpire is George Maloney. Here it is on the sixth playback. Ball well hit up the alley, and it's kicked by Blethery just past his glove. Kurt got rid of it quickly, but Scott was running for three bases all the way. And just in ahead of the relay from Gene Michaels. Petroselli drove in a run with a double his last time up. He's one for two. Red Sox now have eight hits. Ball on. Ron Klimkowski, who warmed up earlier, is throwing again in the Yankee bullpen. his foot. The Yankees are playing the infield in close on the right side. Gene Michael is the only deep man on the infield playing back oh just about halfway at shortstop. second base. Two bagger for Petroselli, his second double. Both of them hit right down the third baseline past Cater into the left field corner. Boston out in front now, 3-0. Now Tony Canigliaro. He has singled and walked. 
Last time in this situation with Petroselli at second, they walked Canigliar intentionally. They're going to pitch to him now. The plate umpire, Jim Honachick, calling for some new baseballs. All new bat boys this year for the Yankees. especially early in the season. Strike two. Mel Stottlemyre, who has won 41 games over the last two seasons for the Yankees. Behind in this one, 3-0. Two balls and two strikes. First strikeout for Stottlemyre in the ball game. Stottlemyre is not noted as a high strikeout pitcher. When Mel is uh, pitching the way he wants to, there are a lot of ground balls hit because his big pitch is the sinker. Here is Luis Alvarado, the third baseman, key man for the Red Sox this year. to check his swing. Got wood on it. Manager Eddie Casco said with Alvarado at third base, he has a much tighter infield with Alvarado at third and George got it first. He hopes that will be the situation throughout the season. Alvarado though right now the key man. Gator checks Petroselli back to second. Throws out Alvarado. Two down. Jerry Moses. Moses is one for two. He has always hit well against the Yankees, or he did last year. He had something like a 340 batting average against the Yankees. Hit one into the left field seat. His first time in Yankee Stadium.
ball, one strike. Moses going to second. He's out. Horace Clark makes the tag. Moses is tagged out at second, but not before Petroselli scored run number four. So the Red Sox come up with two more runs on three base hits. There were no Yankee errors and nobody left on. And at the end of four and a half, the you could take the afternoon off and still serve a first prize supper. Exciting with taste variety. First prize cold cuts are dozens of tastes, spicing, meat textured. All the protein nourishment a meal should have. Almost no work for you. Pick up an assortment of U.S. government inspected, pure and wholesome first prize cold cuts. Let's take a close look at the new federal income tax form 1040. Everyone will be using it this year because it can fit any tax situation. Now it's easier for everyone to benefit from all the allowable tax deductions, credits, and exclusions. Yet, the new 1040 has the convenient features of the old card form. It's new. So read your tax instructions carefully. Ronnie Wood is the batter. As we go to the bottom half of the fifth inning, Woods batting for Mel Sottlemyer. Ball on a strike. Incidentally, for all the information on our birthday party, just write to Birthday Party, Yankee Stadium, Bronx, New York, 10451. Got a great spring for the Yankees, hitting 424. Ball on a strike. Two balls, two strikes. Woods up close to the plate. Gary Peters to the right-hand hitters likes to tail that fastball away from him. You'll see the right-handers crowd the plate once in a while and Peters has to loosen them up. Popped it up. Moses, the catcher, calling for it. And he makes the grab. Top of the order, Horace Clark. Clark owns two of the four Yankee base hits. Mercer has one, Michael has the other. That's Clark two for two. Gary Peters is now retired. The last seven men in a row since walking Thurman Munson in the third inning. Boston leads four nothing. Strike one. up again. George got it first base. In foul territory, two outs. 
now Thurman Munson. Has not officially been up yet. Credited with a sacrifice on his bunt in the first inning. Drew a walk in the third. Peter's tail that one away, but missed outside. He's got the plate, he's got the strike. One and one. Turned it over and missed wide. Two balls, one strike. Two strikes to Thurman Munson. Well, it's a left, but right there, one hand grab by Yastrzemski. I think Carl was battling the sun just a little bit. But he stayed with it. The Yankees are three up, three down, nothing across. And at the end of five full innings of play, the score is Boston four and New York nothing. Today has won countless awards in the field of daytime programming. Today is now in its 18th year. Hugh Downs, newscaster, author, narrator, actor, has made distinguished contributions to the art of television. If it's of interest, we'd like to schedule it. Frank Blair, highly respected and talented newscaster former Washington correspondent for a democratic society occupied philosophy hall evicting faculty Barbara Walters originally wrote and reported behind the scenes acclaimed by Harper's Bazaar as one of the outstanding women in the field of television and the kind of beautiful music musical still exists Joe Garagiola author humorist former Major League Baseball player and award-winning sportscaster overlapping is really overlapping hockey basketball baseball be informed watch today every weekday morning in color Kowski comes on to pitch for the Yankees. Young right-hander from that Long Island way. You watch Klimkowski as he warms up. Uh, you'll see that little hitch he has in his motion right there. Sometimes he gives it to you with the leg, sometimes with the arm. He's got uh, several different motions. Let's watch him once more. There it is. He gave it with the left leg that time. The feeling that until hitters get used to seeing Klimkowski, he could be quite deceptive. Donald went five innings, gave up four runs all earned on ten base hits. Mel walked three, struck out one. Klimkowski, this spring, pitched 22 innings. He gave up 17 hits, only five earned runs, and four of those five were in his last outing for an earned run average of 1.96. He walked eight and struck out seven. Only bad outing uh, Klimkowski had was against the Houston Astros last Saturday night. Uh, was it was 
it's Friday night. I guess it was Friday night. Gary Peters, the batter. Peters is one for two. Ball on. Lenkowski's bread and butter pitch is a sinker. At first base, will make the play unassisted. Dolph Peters retires. One down, the top of the order coming up. The Mets have just scored two runs in the top half of the 11th inning to take a 5-3 lead over Pittsburgh. Doug McGraw now pitching for the Mets in the bottom half of the 11th with the Pirates batting. Mike Andrews is 0-2, walked his last time up. Munson might have been crossed up a little bit on that one. He had trouble with it at least. One ball, one strike. Watch that delivery of Klimkowski's. Watch that little hitch in it right there. Two and one. Ground at a third. Cater to Ellis. Go away. Thurman Munson really bouncing down that first baseline to back up the play at first base. I think the catcher doesn't have to move around that infield every once in a while. Just watch Munson going down to back up the play at first. Reggie Smith, 0 for 3. Smith, a member of what the Red Sox feel is the best outfield in the American League. Mercer, can he get there? One hands it. Boy, Bobby Mercer has had some uh, running catches in the outfield today, going both ways to his left, to his right, and coming in on several balls. Three down for the Boston Red Sox. Nothing across. And at the end of the top half of the sixth inning, the score is Boston four and New York nothing. Hear me well, college man. You can't beat that Navy plan. Yes, sir. To college graduates and men about to graduate, the Navy offers a career that's second to none. The Aviation Officer Candidate Program chance to become an officer to earn your navy wings to fly as a member of the world's greatest flight team officer pilots move up fast and today the pay and other benefits for a navy flyer and his family are hard to beat in anyone's future a navy plan for men with a college degree men before you graduate Plan to make that Navy day. Wherever you are, stop. 
Call your Naval Air Reserve facility today. of the right fielder. And now John Ellis. 0 for 2. So far, Gary Peters has allowed the Yankees only four singles, two by Clark, one by Mercer, and one by Gene Michael. Ellis going for the seat. Minnesota Twins leading the White Sox 6-0. The scoreboard tells us that Brad Allier has hit two three-run homers for the Twins. Strike two. Ellis is hit by it. On the right knee and his way down to first base. Ellis hit by the pitch goes down to first. It brings up Danny Cater. Peters had retired 10 men in a row until hitting Ellis. Cater has grounded out to short and flied to left. told Gary Peters he will not hold on Ellis at first. Peters in the ball game. Throughout his career, Gary has averaged three walks per game. 
Baxter is one for two. Ball one, and uh, as fast as Sherry Moses went running out there to the mound, I'm sure that he and Peters were using a different set of signals. Wanted to remind him that he had changed the indicator with a runner at second base. John Ellis. Ball two. Fans are getting right in the middle of this ball game. Activity in the Boston Red Sox bullpen, and your guess is as good as ours. Very possibly Sparky Lyle, however. Well hit the foul. Mercer got around on it, but pulled it foul. First base. Ellis at second. That one is going to drop in for a base hit. Ellis coming home. There'll be a play at the plate. No, there won't. The throw is way off. Peters backs it up, and the runners go up an extra base. Yankees are on the scoreboard. Four to one. Mercer dunked one into left. Went on to second base on the throw home. Cater is at third. And Eddie Casco will make his first official Major League trip to the mound. for Mercer, a run batted in for Bobby, and an error is charged to the left fielder Yastrzemski on his very wide throw to the plate. The error allowing Mercer to go to second base. Casco will stick with Peters. Red Sox have Bill Lee and Lee Stang warming up in the bullpen. Kurt Fleffrey, the batter. Shortstop and popped up the second. 0 for 2. Fouled it back. Looked like Kerr was trying to go to left field with it. The run is earned off Peters. It's the first one he's given up this spring. He pitched 32 innings without an earned run in spring training. Foul ball. No ball, two strikes.
it on its feet here at Yankee Stadium. While the crowd is on its feet, Gary Peters will soon be on the bench. Casco to the mound again, and he will make a pitching change following Bluffery's looping double down the left field line. You think about that hit of Bluffery's. We'll talk to him after the game and find out whether he was trying to go to left field with it or not. Bluffery, when I knew him with the Orioles, was strictly a pull hitter. But then last year, playing under the Astrodome at Houston, under Harry the Hat Walker, Bluffery was taught and told to punch the ball to left field and hit it up the middle. The Astrodome, not conducive to too many home runs. So Bluffery has learned his lesson well if he was intending to go to left field with that one. On the first pitch to him, it looked like he was trying to go the other way. Then he hit the one deep down into the corner for two bases to drive in two runs. The Yankees trail now by just one. It's four to three. And Gary Peters is through here in the sixth inning. Peters allowed three runs. On six hits, he walked two, and he struck out four. There you see him coming on to pitch for the Boston Red Sox. Bill Lee, the new pitcher. Referee is the tying run at second as Lee has a little conference with his catcher, Jerry Moses, and with second baseman Mike Andrews. Lee divided time between Pittsfield and Boston last year. With the Red Sox, he won one and lost three. Pitched to an earned run average of 4.50. That was his first uh, duty in the Major League. He's from uh, beautiful downtown Burbank, California. Big lad, 6'3", 205 pounds. 23 years old. As you watch Lee take his warm-up throws, Gene Michael will also watch him from the third base side of home plate. And we'll look at the scoreboard. At the end of seven now, Baltimore leads Cleveland 3-2. Uh, to two. At the end of six, it is California 8, Milwaukee nothing. At the end of uh, six and a half, Minnesota 12, Chicago White Sox nothing. Brad Allier, one of uh, the Washington Senators cast-offs, has hit two three-run homers for the Minnesota Twins. Over in the National League, Pirates batting in the bottom half of the 11th inning. The Mets are leading 5-3. Phillies beat the Cubs 2-0. San Francisco over Houston 1-0 at the end of two. The other two games being played tonight. Yankees showed their ability to come from behind and win. So far in this game, they have come from behind 4-0. The tally three runs here in the sixth inning.
two and one. Gene Michael. Jerry Moses with his right arm telling Lee to get that ball down. Lefty, the tying run is at second. Good rip at the fastball and a good fastball thrown by Lee. It's three and two. Kowski is due to bat, but we may see a pinch hitter. And we will. Ron Hansen. Ron Hansen will bat for Klimkowski. All for the first time. We see manager Ralph out go to his bench. As he calls on Ron Hansen. You saw our games televised from uh, Florida and from Houston. You saw Ron Hansen wear number 57. But now that he has made the ball club and the season is underway, he wears number 28. Veteran of several campaigns with Baltimore, Chicago. Ron Hansen, utility infielder. He can play third, short, second, and first. He batted 225 this spring. Ball one, dug out of the dirt by Moses. Lefty, the tying run at second base. Gene Michael at first base. One out. Boston leading 4-3 here in the bottom half of the sixth. Uh, 
away Charlie Wagner, who was at the mound. Pitching coach for the Red Sox. Smith in center has a bead on it and has it. So the runners go back as Hanson flies out the center. Horace Clark becomes the batter. Clark is two for three. Bluffery at second. Michael at first. Now two out. Ball one. to make the play and he does the so George got to get Clark and the side is retired so the rally falls short by one run the Yankees though do pick up three runs on two base hits there was a Boston error and two men are left on at the end of six full innings of play the score the Boston Red Sox four it takes a professional to make the great save our Carol Zakarowitz will never be able to stop a slap shot from center right, but she can help you make great saves with Fidelity's new higher interest saving certificate. If rates confuse you, they don't confuse Carol. She'll show you how Fidelity can make more money for you with such things as interest compounded daily and tax deferment, facts you would expect from a banking professional. Bank with a pleasant professional. Fidelity Bank of Colony. yourself ball game at Yankee Stadium it's my pleasure ladies and gentlemen to turn the microphone over to the newest member of our Yankee broadcast crew Bob Gamir sitting in with Bob will be Whitey Ford Bob thank you very much Frank Messer and good afternoon over on the TV side and we've got a ball game out of nowhere it's suddenly a one-run ball game the Red Sox coasting along with a four to nothing lead now it's four to three, and there you see the new pitcher for the New York Yankees, a man who did not throw one baseball all last season, Joe Verbanek. He had a sore arm last year, and to this very day, he doesn't know what was wrong with his arm. He went to the Mayo Clinic. He went everywhere. As he tells it, he saw over 100 doctors, and nobody could come up with a solution except for rest. So Verbanek rested the entire year, and now he's back, and let's see what he can do. I talked to him before the game, Bob being able to help this Yankee pitching staff. There's Carl Yastrzemski stepping in. Yaz was off to a good start. He's two for three. And oddly enough, the ball he hit the hardest was an out. Bobby Mercer making a nice catch back in the fourth inning. An infield single, a base hit, 
and a line drive to Mercer. Ball one. Well, the Yankees will have a chance to test the Boston Red Sox relief core. If the experts say there's one weakness on the Red Sox, the one question mark, it would be the relief pitching. One on one, the count to Yaz. Yaz had a couple into the seats in batting practice. One ball and two strikes. Sure, Banick's a determined young pitcher, Bob. Uh, he got the basic pitches. Uh, doesn't throw too much flow stuff, but he has a, a good fastball at sinks and a, a, a pretty good curveball. seventh inning and it's a four to three ball game the Red Sox got the first four and the Yankees got the next three down in spring training we had a game the Red Sox scored the first eight and the Yankees got the last nine the Yankees won nine to eight so these two teams playing streaks against one another that ball popped up Mercer with the call one out Second time that Yaz has flied out to Bobby Mercer in this ball game. Mercer's been a busy man out there. That's the sixth fly ball that Bobby Mercer has caught. There's the boomer, George Scott. George with a walk, a single, and a triple. And he's got another one. Well, we don't have to tell you how far it was hit. He caught it right at that 407 foot mark. Bobby Mercer. Bobby, I, uh, Bob, I don't know if the hitters are getting stronger, but years ago, if a left-handed hitter hit a ball out by that 407 mark, we, we thought it was an awful long shot. Now the right-handers are hitting him out there. Here's Rico. Bobby Mercer certainly looks as if he's an improved center fielder today. He sure has. He's moving around real well out there, and it's tough. That sun is right in his eyes right now. That evens it up. One ball, one strike. The Red Sox lead four to three, top half of the seventh inning. The Yankees will have Munson, White, and John Ellis in the bottom half of the seventh after everyone takes the stretch. Just missed with that one. Verbanek was on his way to the dugout, as you saw. He says it feels as if he has the monkey off his back. Last year, he couldn't comb his hair, couldn't pick up a glass of water with that right hand. Now he's pitching on opening day. Right to the infield. Who's going to take it? Dean Michael. And that's it. A good inning for Joe Babanek. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on the middle of the seventh. 
in the Red Sox four and the Yankees three. And we pause for station identification. get another run they get Mel Stolomire off the hook. Mel was undefeated in his three previous opening game starting assignments for the Yankees. Right now he stands to be the loser but he went out it was four to nothing. It's now four to three. One out in the bottom half of the seventh inning. No balls and two strikes. Lee has found his control in this inning. At least he's getting the ball over better than he did when he came on in the sixth. He came in last inning. He looked a little fidgety and nervous, but uh, he looks like he's got his composure back now. Just missed with that one. One ball and two strikes. Luis Alvarado throws him out and there's two away. Johnny Ellis has been batting cleanup today. He's 0 for 2, and he was hit by a pitch his last time. Oh, he's got a hit there. So Ellis 
didn't waste any time. There he is from New London, Connecticut, and he wrapped that one out. Got on the back from Elston Howard. They've been throwing him curveballs all day, and he finally, he, he, he got that one up in the air, and he hit it pretty good. And uh, once John Ellis shows these pitches in the American League that he can hit that curveball, he'll start getting a few fastballs again. Here's Danny Cater. Cater walked and scored a run last inning. He's 0 for 2 officially. 4 to 3, Boston. Bottom half of the seventh inning. When these two teams get together, well, this is just a sample of what you see. We saw it in spring training in that 9 to 8 game we mentioned. And more of the same on Thursday. Andrew's going for it. Nice stop and a flip to Rico, and the side's retired. So for the Yankees in the bottom half of the seventh inning, no runs, one hit, no errors, one man left on. The end of seven complete. Boston four and the Yankees. Emergencies do happen at home, at work, or in between. When an emergency happens, are you prepared to handle it? How well do you know your local hospital? Is one better equipped to treat burns? Is another especially prepared to treat accident victims? Can all hospitals handle a childbirth emergency? The fact is, many hospitals do not have a complete range of emergency services. Ask your family doctor about your community hospital. Contact your hospital for information, too. Find out which is best equipped to handle each type of emergency. Knowing the right place to go for help in an emergency can save a life and may start a life, too. A public service announcement from your local hospital and the American Hospital Association. Well, we get set for the top half of the eighth inning. The Red Sox lead it four to three. Joe Verbanek, who got three Red Sox to pop up in the seventh inning. On the mound now, and they'll have to face Tony Canigliaro, Luis Alvarado, and Jerry Moses. There's Tony. Tony was telling me before the game he has a pinched nerve in his right shoulder, but he says it's improved considerably. It was really bothering him at the end of spring training. Tony has singled, walked intentionally, and struck out. and Tony didn't like that last one. What a great comeback he had last year. On opening day last year, he had a home run down in Baltimore. First time back after being hit in the eye with a pitch. Two and one. Joe Vavanek pitch was down in New Orleans on last Thursday night for the Yankees. And then this past weekend, he was warming up in the bullpen down in the uh, Astrodome in Houston. Three and two. There's Tony C. And you can see his warm-up jacket on underneath his uh, uniform. Most of these ball players also have long underwear today. Ball four. That's 
no exaggeration. They use that thermal underwear. Tony Canigliaro on first, and Luis Alvarado will be the batter. Well, there's always the possibility of a bunt now, Whitey. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, and uh, it's the type of fella, he uh, he can beat out a bunt. He's got pretty good speed, this Alvarado. One ball. The only thing is the bottom part of the order is coming out. Jerry Moses is the on-deck hitter, and following him would be the pitcher spot, Bill Lee. Well, if Lee can hit anything away like, like that Gary Peters, uh, I think manager Casco would try and sacrifice. Just missed the corner. This is a big spot in the ball game because the Red Sox had a four to nothing lead. The Yankees came back, made it four to three, and they don't want to uh, let the Red Sox get that big lead again. He let it go and it was ruled a little high, ball three. So now with the count three and oh, chances are I'll let one go before he has to look for that bump sign. Johnny Ellis coming over from first base to talk to Joe Verbanek. There you see Gene Michael at the left of your screen. John Ellis probably come over. If Joe Verbanek is going to throw to first, Ellis wants to know so he won't be running in at home plate and Joe be throwing over to first base. All right, he got that one in. It's three and one. Gonna play it safe. Our clock covers and there's one out. There's Tony C at second. A beautiful sacrifice by Alvarado. But after the count went 3-0, I'm sure that Joe Vivanek will accept the sacrifice. Yes, he will, Bob. One out and here's Jerry Moses. And what a story he's been this year for the Red Sox. Last year he hit 300 for Boston, but the knock on him was that he wasn't that good a defensive catcher, at least not in the minds of Dick Williams, the manager. Williams has gone, and just the other day, his catcher went. Russ Gibson was traded, and here Jerry Moses is the starting catcher for the Boston Red Sox. Nice stop by Munson. Moses is two for three today, and he hasn't looked bad at all behind the plate either. He's done a, a fine job back there, Bob. Uh, Gary Peters threw an awful lot of low pitches to him, and... Uh, he managed to knock most of them down if he didn't catch them. Four to three Boston. They've got a runner on second and one out. The curveball, as you saw, hangs high for ball two. That's Tony C. You can see the top of him off second base. Joe Verbanek, the pitcher, and Jerry Moses batting. Top of the eighth inning in Yankee Stadium. Three and out of Moses. And remember, the pitcher spot is net. This is the point where Joe's not going to give him anything good to hit. If he walks him, all right, but he's trying to get him to swing out a bad pitch. There's Tony C off second base. One out. And a full count now. Three balls and two strikes.
four. Grover Bannock now has walked two men here in the top half of the eighth inning after getting the Red Sox one, two, three. Jerry Moses on at first base and pitcher Bill Lee who bats the way he throws left-handed. is in on the grass at first base. Well, he faked like he was going to bunt. Johnny came running in from first base. It's a pretty good play if he can do it. I don't know what kind of hitter he is, but uh, a lot of times the manager in this case will, will have the pitcher bunting, even though there is one out, to, to give the, uh, Mike Andrews a shot and keep out of the double play. On the count on Bill Lee, the Boston Red Sox relief pitcher. The Red Sox lead four to three here in the top of the eighth inning. One ball and two strikes. Now, what do you think, Whitey? That's the end of the sacrifice? Well, <laughs> it's hard to tell what managers are going to do. It, like I said, we don't know what type of hitter is. he is. If he's a poor hitter, they might have him bunting on a third strike. Figuring even a strikeout is better a than the strikeout is better than a double play, right, Bob? All right, I see Ellis is still in on the grass. One and two. Well, that's the strikeout. And that leaves things up to Joe Verbanek on the mound and Mike Andrews coming to bat. Well, the Baltimore Orioles picked up where they left off. They beat Cleveland by a score of 8-2, 8-8, eight, eight, no, 2-4, and 1. McNally the winner, and McDowell the loser. And they had 35,000 fans of that ball game. Strike one, a beautiful curveball to Mike Andrews. You can tell Joe's arm feels good, Bob. Uh, he's snapping that curve off. He's not favoring his shoulder a bit. He's, uh, he's really letting loose, and it's not the best day in the world for a pitcher. Just missed with that one, and it's 1-1. Andrews can hit to all fields, and the Yankees are playing him just that way, just about as straight away as you can play a batter. There are the runners, Tony Canigliaro off second base, Jerry Moses off first base. Beautiful curve for strike two. Gary Peters is breaking them off early in the game, and now Joe Verbanek has thrown us uh, a few big ones. He wants to have a chat with his catcher. I think somebody threw a rubber ball out on the field, uh, Bob, and Thurman uh, Munson went out to pick it up. Well, it won't be the last one, that's for sure, Whitey. The first rubber ball has officially been thrown on the field. <laughs> one and two. Now there's timeout. What are they going to get this time? Oh, Jerry Moses has to tie his shoelace in first base. It's all set now. Four to three Boston. They've got two men on and two men out here on the top of the eighth. One and two to Andrews. He got him. So Joe Verbanek strikes out Mike Andrews in the clutch. No runs, no hits, no errors. Two men left on base. The middle of the eighth. The score, the Red Sox four, the Yankees three.
Get a safe, silent Midas muffler for your car and stall free. Midas mufflers are so good they're guaranteed for as long as you own your car. Replaced if necessary for a small service charge only. See your Midas man today. Two convenient locations in Colony at Stop 26 Albany Schenectady Road and one half mile north of the traffic circle, Latham. It's the real thing. too small and no party is too large. So while good seats are still available for most games, I urge you to write for a free booklet. Or if you wish, feel free to call at Yankee Stadium. The number is 293-6000. Makes this year's outing a combination of good fellowship and good baseball. Here's Bobby Mercer, bottom of the eighth inning, and the Red Sox lead it by one, four to three. Bill Lee on the mound. He has two base hits and a strikeout. He singled in the second, struck out in the fourth, and singled in the sixth inning. One and one. Bob, this is where a little strategy comes in. Uh, Eddie Casco, the Red Sox manager, knows that Ralph Houck has no right-handed pinch hitters left. He's got five fellows on the bench that haven't been in the game, and they're all left-handed hitters. That popped up foul. Who's going to get it? Alvarado, the third baseman, and there's one out. And he knows in this inning he's had, well, he just got Bobby Merce out. Now he's got another left-handed hitter up. When he gets down to the uh, bottom of the lineup, say, next inning, uh, Eddie Casco knows that manager Ralph Houck doesn't have any right-handed hitters left in that, in that dugout to come out and pinch hit. Here's Kurt Bleffrey, who's had the big hit for the Yankees, a double that scored a couple. That made it four to three. One ball and no strikes. Bottom of the eighth inning with one out for the Yankees. Boston leading it four to three. That's well hit, but it's straight away. Reggie Smith. Two outs. And Gene Michael stepped in. from the first base side. One on one the count on Gene. The Red Sox lead it four to three opening day and we're in the bottom half of the eighth inning. strike. Michael's been on two out of the three times he's been up. A single, a strikeout, and a walk. We've got the pitcher spot next here. 
Two and one the count on Gene. Ball three. Now, as Whitey mentioned, the Yankees are out of right-handed uh, pinch hitters. But you can bet if Michael gets on, we will have a pinch hitter. Three balls and one strike to Gene. He was taking all the way, and he's on. And Pete Ward will be the pinch hitter. Pete Ward, a new acquisition for the Yankees. Last year, he led the league in pinch hits. And down in Houston in the last game on Sunday, he was on base five times and five times up. He had a single, a double, a triple, and two walks in the Astrodome. So Gene Michael is on first base with a potential tying run here in the bottom half of the eighth inning. The applause for the batter, Pete Ward. We'll have a new Yankee pitcher when they go to the top half of the ninth inning. 0 oh, and 1. Pete was fooled on that curveball. Strike two. Showed him two curves in a row. hits in the ball game. Ten for Boston and seven for the Yankees. Red Sox scored the first four. The Yankees the next three and that's where we are in the bottom of the eighth. Two outs, two strikes. Got him. So for the Yankees in the bottom half of the eighth inning. No runs, no hits, no errors and a man left on base. At the end of eight innings complete to score the Red Sox four and the Yankees three. Ice cold. Isn't that how you like to drink your beer? Then your beer should be Ballantine. Ballantine takes an extra step. We call it cold brewing. Cold brewed Ballantine. Our special way of giving you a beer that tastes great ice cold. Extra from Pete Ballantyne and Sons, the brewers behind the three ring sign since Think a ball pitch out there, Jack Aker. I'll tell you, Whitey, I can't get over the recovery that Lee made. When he came in from the bullpen, and we were over on the radio side. We mentioned that the one question mark on the Red Sox this year was their bullpen pitching. 
and Lee couldn't find the plate there for a while, but he certainly uh, straightened out. He's pitched great ball the last couple of innings. Well, he could be a little nervous. Uh, he's a young pitcher, and uh, I think uh, he got by that first inning, and, and now he's regained his composure, and uh, he, he's pitching, and uh, I'm sure manager Eddie Casco knew what he was doing when he brought him in. Well, there's the chief, Jack Aker, and I'll tell you, he can't be any better in the regular season than he was in spring training. He did not give up a run in spring training. Jack Aker pitched 15 innings, and in those 15 innings, he only gave up five hits. And get this, he walked four, and he struck out 16. So he had a great spring. Oh, the Minnesota Twins gave it to the White Sox today, a final score of 12 to nothing. We've had a lot of scoring in Major League Baseball today. 12 to nothing, Minnesota and Chicago. Is that the same Minnesota that everybody was feeling sorry for in spring training? Yeah, club? Wrigley didn't have any pitches, so he opens up with a shutout. <laughs> Ninth inning, Reggie Smith, strike one. Today it was uh, Perry, the winning pitcher, and Tommy John, the loser. I'll tell you, Rigney worries, even though it's spring training. That could be a tough play. In fact, is it is. Fake. those do or die plays Bob the uh, the pitcher tried to get it he couldn't get it so the best thing for him to do is get over and cover first and uh, it was just hit too slow and uh, Reggie Smith's a real fast base runner all that's his first base hit of the season and here's Carl Yastrzemski two singles and two flies hit to Bobby Mercer one was really whacked and the other was an easy catch Watch the Red Sox here with Reggie on the base pass and Yaz at bat. Look out and a nice catch by Munson. Four to three, the Red Sox lead it, and we're in the ninth inning. In Fort Lauderdale, the Yankees beat the Sox in the bottom of the ninth. Nine to eight. There's Reggie on first base, and Yaz the batter. A little bit low, and it's 2-0. and oh. Well, here's the setup, Whitey, and Yaz is looking down to third. 2-0 and oh with a man on who can run. He can run. He knows Aker's going to have to try and get this pitch over and uh, hopes he gets it up. Uh, Aker's tough. If he keeps that ball down low, he's a, he, it's tough uh, to raise the ball against him. It's in the hole. Nice stop by Horace Clark. One out. Reggie Smith moves on down to second base, and George Scott will be the batter. Scott has really hit the ball. He walked, he singled, he tripled, and he fly out 407 feet away. Bobby Mercer catching the ball up against the fence in right center. Now, Scott is up with first base open. Following him is Rico Petroselli, but he's been tattooing the ball also. He's had two doubles. Middle of this Red Sox batting order is Murda. And if they get the pitching, it's going to be some race. type of hitter if you throw him strikes he's gonna hurt you you have to get him to chase those bad curveballs uh, one of the weaknesses Scott has had over the years he'll chase curveballs down in the dirt and if you're gonna throw them up or your fastball up if you do throw him a fastball it's got to be a high fastball possibly in a little bit on him but uh, you, you just can't throw him too many strikes
Danny Cater has the best shot at this one. Got it. And here's Rico. Petroselli with two doubles. He's two for four. The Red Sox lead four to three in the top of the ninth. Long about this time, you look to the Yankee batting order in the bottom of the ninth. It's, it's the top of the order, Clark, Munson, and White. Munson is coming fast. They have a chance. Nice catch by Munson. Beauty. So that's it in the top half of the ninth inning. The Red Sox, no runs, one hit, no errors, and one left. We go to the bottom of the ninth. It's Boston four and the Yankees three. Well, I think we owe the American Indian something. After all, they're a part of our history, and now they need help. The infant mortality among the American Indian is much higher than the national average. Suicide rate among the young is three times as great as that of the rest of the country. School dropouts are double. We've just got to do something. Through the little I give to save the children, maybe a single life will be changed. That's enough for me. You can't save the whole world, just a little piece of it. For further information, write Save the Children, Box 120, New York, New York. Well, on opening day, we've got a good one going right down to the bottom half of the ninth inning. It's the Red Sox four and the Yankees three. The Yankees are at the top of their order coming up against Bill Lee. So here we are. The Red Sox had a four to nothing lead. The Yankees got three in the bottom of the sixth inning. And the crowd is roaring as we start the bottom of the ninth. Tell you why did these Yankee fans have waited a long time? That's right to Alvarado. One out. Thurman Munson steps in. I bet it's a pitcher you like. Nothing better to calm the crowd than to get them out on that first pitch, right? Oh, that's a, that'll quiet a crowd down more than anything, to throw that first pitch and have it a pop-up or a ground ball like that. One out. I'll tell you, nobody's left this ballpark either. It's actually gotten more comfortable as the afternoon has gone on. Bob, the little I've seen of Lee, uh, he's the type of pitcher, though, you can't let him get ahead of you because he looks like he's got a real good curveball and a fastball. And uh, uh, I think Horace is just thinking he's going to get a fastball that first pitch and try and pop it. That's another one for Luis Alvarado. Two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. It's up to Roy White. Roy's looking for his first base hit. He's 0 for 4. And twice he's grounded out to third base for Luis Alvarado. Well, that was a quick inning for Bill Lee. There's your ball game. 
And the Red Sox win the opener for the New York Yankees. The final score, the Red Sox four and the Yankees three. A very quick final inning for Bill Lee, and there he receives the congratulations. Eddie Papowski gives him a pat on the back. And the Red Sox win game number one of this two-game series from the Yankees by a final score of four to three. Four runs, 11 hits, and one error for the Red Sox. And three runs, seven hits, and one error for the New York Yankees. Fans certainly had a lot to uh, cheer about here at Yankee Stadium today. Uh, in that the Yankees made a comeback, scored three runs, got everybody excited, but they just came so close and then couldn't get that fourth one across. And the pinch hitters didn't help today. Uh, Woods, Hanson, and Ward all made out for the Yankees. Hanson and Ward in key situations. But as Whitey mentioned, when you got down to Ward, Ralph didn't have any right-handed pinch hitters left because he was playing both Cater and Ellis in the ball game. So the Red Sox win it, and Peters, Gary Peters is the winning pitcher. But he had to have that help from Bill Lee. And Lee, for a rookie, certainly came on and did the job. Mel Stottlemyre loses his first opening game assignment. He's won three games on opening day. So we take a day off tomorrow, and then we'll be back here at Yankee Stadium. On Thursday, the Red Sox and the New York Yankees once again in game time will be at 2 o'clock. And now this is Bob Gamir speaking on behalf of Whitey Ford, Bill Rizzuto, and Frank Mesa. And once again, the final score, the Red Sox 4 and the Yankees 3.